Welcome to The Brand Manual, a podcast exploring brand identity and messaging. We talk to business pros who have something to say about how creative strategies fuel their brands. Today's guest is Jennifer Royo. Jennifer and her husband Brian opened No Label Brewing in 2010. They brew Ridgeback and El Jefe and Squeeze and Twist APA and another half dozen offerings that fly off the shelves every day. We plan on trying them all before too long. The best thing, they're running a brew pub tap room at their property in Katy, Texas, right outside Houston. If you're in Houston, you definitely got to go by. Jennifer was a great interview and had so much to say. We appreciate the inside glimpse into their branding decisions and where they hope to go from here. Enjoy the show. Jennifer, thanks for being here today. We're just thrilled and excited to have you. Um, we are huge fans of the No Label Brewing Company, and uh, really, we like beer, and so it's easy to be a fan of you guys. Yeah. Thank You'll have a really awesome product. And we've never actually been out uh, and visited you guys in Katy, but I definitely know what I'll be doing the next time I'm in Katy. Yeah, <laughs> come out. Yeah. We're open seven days yeah. a week. That's awesome. So to start us off, just tell us uh, a brief overview of No Label Brewing Company. Okay. So No Label Brewery was started in uh, 2010. Um, my husband and myself were the co-founders and we started it. Um, it was one of those just starting out in our, in our garage kind of homebrewer story that um, became, you know, bigger than a hobby. Uh, we found a place out here in Katy and um, started brewing beer and, you know, found a distributor and got bigger and uh, kind of created this niche out here, um, you know, a space for people to hang out. And uh, we, we'll be celebrating um, we'll be celebrating nine years in December. So, wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Now, Jennifer, I have, um, had some really fantastic homebrew and some pretty rough batches yeah. of homebrew. How did you guys know? Okay. We, we've got it down well enough. We know that there's everybody who tastes this, likes this. We think that there's a market and let's jump into this game. How, for, walk us through how, um, how fearful a decision was that? I mean, were you kind of like biting your nails? Like, is this going to go? Or did you just think, no, absolutely, we're, we're going for it? Yeah, I mean, starting a company is obviously not easy. And um, we were nervous leaving our full-time jobs that we were, you know, financially very secure in. And uh, But we, you know, it was a passion of ours. And we had a lot of friends and family that we went to. Uh, we had them ask, you know, we gave them all types of our, our homebrew. Ridgeback and Hefe were actually the two that we started with. And so okay. we gave them to as many people that would try it. And we just kept, you know, taking that criticism and trying to fix it. Um, and, and then we eventually got smart enough to hire people that have their master brewers, um, mm, you know, right. that are very educated in, you know, in this industry. And I think that has also helped us as well. So you guys uh, just went and found the talent that you guys knew that you needed. We did. That a lot, sounds like. Yes. Yeah. A lot of people actually volunteered here and then um, eventually we offered them jobs. So a lot of people worked for free for a while for us. Yeah. Wow. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And how big is that team? I mean, I saw on the website, it looked like 12, 13 people. Is yeah. That, that right? Yeah. We're at about, we're about to be about 15 right now. Um, Taproom okay. um, has actually... We've got a good six, seven people in our tap room alone because we are open seven days a week. So that's a big part of our, our staff. Wow. 
Talk about the the tap room and that experience. Um, you know, Houston is tough with the humidity, but I'm sure you guys have created a really inviting atmosphere. Yes, um, we we've done a lot of upgrades in the last year. Um, we did get our brew pub license, so that um, enables us to sell beer to go, which is where the market's going right now. And right. Um, so, you know, we've added some things here and there to make it comfortable. It is August in Houston. No, we don't have a really nice air conditioning system, but we got one of those uh, big ass fans, as they're called. And, yes, uh, I know about those. We, we've created a, a a space that we it's it's still comfortable. So, um, you know, and we're still working towards making it even nicer for the next summer. Okay. Do you I guys like have uh, live music out there too? Live music, yes. We always do live music on Friday nights and Saturdays, and then food trucks every day of the week. Oh, that's great! Yeah, I'm gonna plug. Alexa. I'm gonna plug big ass fans again, just because I like saying their name. <laughs> uh, I wasn't sure if I was so gonna tell- get rid of it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. We'll probably make it on repeat. Um, okay, so I want to know about the brand. You you've been in business for seven years. You said. Um, uh, yes. Nine. Eight. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, eight. All right. Okay. Uh, I want to know, like, brand voice, whenever y'all were coming up, maybe not even just the graphic set, but as you were concepting the company and as you were concepting your uh, who you are and who it's for, how did how did that story come out? How did you start to conceptualize it? Well, I think we've rebranded ourselves several times throughout the years. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if you're not kind of staying current or ahead of the curve, then you're not really doing a good job marketing-wise. So... Um, if you can see, you know, the beer in front of you guys, we've, we've rebranded, especially our, our, our labels quite often. Um, we've made it more mm-hmm. vibrant and bright, um, kind of goes along with what the brewery is about. Um, we're, mm-hmm. we're a kid friendly, believe it or not. Um, we, you know, we're in Katy, so it's a very suburban, um, That's right. happy place. So, I mean, we're trying yeah. to convey that in our, our labels and, you know, our facility, and just our brand in general, social media, everything. There's a lot of kids. That's a lot of a kids. Lot, and it's families a lot of kids, a lot of families, and we're also very dog yeah. friendly too. So hence the Ridgeback. Oh, Amber. that's cool. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. Now I read the story about the term no label, um, but can you fill us in? The, the listeners would probably sure. be interested in that. Sure. Yeah. So no label. Um, you know, when we were starting out, we were trying to think of a name, and he, my husband, used to peel the labels off the the bottles and so he thought oh no label brewery that's a cool concept um obviously we have to have a label on our <laughs> our, right. our can or, or bottle but the concept was um because of the different backgrounds of people that we have here um we are kind of a no label a beer for everybody um we welcome all walks of life here at the brewery and that's just kind of our been our mentality since we opened that's great. You guys are throwing a very wide net. Anybody can come and feel like they're a part of that experience. That's yeah. great. Um, so, you know, you you guys are playing in a in a fairly noisy market, right? I mean, yes. the number of small breweries that have popped up in Texas over the last few years is is substantial. Um, I, th- I think that's both good and bad. I mean the the microbrewery phenomenon. Movement, yeah. Yeah. Right. It, it, it's good. It's, um, it it is, you know, there's a bubble that they talk about. Um, I think we're definitely at a little bit of a bubble. Um, we've had to make some changes in the last year or so because of that. Um, 
I think it's good, but the, the market is definitely shifting towards more uber local uh, at the brewery itself. And, and that's why we've done so many upgrades. That's why we switched to a brew pub license so that we could sell beer to go that's right. attract the people to the actual brewery itself. Because if you go in your, your local grocery store and you look at that beer um, shelves, it's right. it's crazy, and there's only so much shelf, and it's getting worse. Um, and mm-hmm. you know, when we talk, we sit down and talk to these grocery stores, um, the managers that you know make the decisions, and they're getting hit with 300 different items for that spring. Yeah. Um, you know that the the market out there is definitely is pretty packed. So there's a lot yeah. of competition, and there's just only so much shelf space. So um, yeah. we've. Um, we're, although we still love to sell out in the market, we definitely focusing strong in, in our tap room as well. That's great. Yeah. That's great. Um, so, and, and I'm not sure if Tim is aware of this, but uh, I know I am aware of this, that there are tons of uh, friends of mine who are hopheads and are just crazy about the IPAs. And I know that that was a big movement over the last few years. But I also know that things are trending a little bit away from that now. Is yes. that true? Yes, that's true. Um, um, more sessionable beers um, are right. becoming the thing. You'll see a lot more Kolsch's, like our 1980 Kolsch. Uh, loggers, um, you're just going to start seeing a little bit of a lighter trend. Um, we we kind of have always kind of thought that was going to happen. Um, mm-hmm. My husband's not been a he's not a huge IPA fan. He thought it was overdone and, and it was just too much. And I, you, that's why when you look at our lineup, we obviously have our, our our IPA, but we've got and it's a sessionable IPA. It's a lighter IPA, but um, we've also got an array of other 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 styles of beer because. We don't need five IPAs on tap. So. Right. <laughs> right. Right. We so, need other styles. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. great. You were talking about how um, the grocery store is starting to look very crowded, a, a kaleidoscope of different beers. Uh, so there's this noisy market. Y'all have, uh, you have the facility. Is there any other thing that y'all have found any particular success with uh, in terms of coming out and, away from that noise um are, are you talking about just kind of doing a little bit more in our tap room and kind of changing up what we've had to do uh, yeah. yeah so the tap room any uh any particular marketing channels that really hit or uh um, or any that, you that know, feel right some yeah. that miss maybe. yeah um you know for for us really it's just been all about events and and promoting events and bringing people in that wouldn't normally come here um, oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, just, we're always kind of thinking of random events that we can do. We've got events going on throughout the week and, um, that's pretty much where, where we're focused at right now. Um, we, on the weekends, we are, we've got a large crowd that comes out here on the weekend. So the problem is not getting people out here. Um, yeah. it's, um, it's more of, like I was saying, the market itself out there. Um, and that's kind of why we rebranded our cans, um, yeah. stand out a little bit more in the shelf. It's, it's kind of like you're growing a fan base. I mean, you're growing. We like have a lot of, we have a lot of regulars that have been here from day yeah. one. Um, a lot of our volunteers too. We have a large volunteer base of like 45 people that we, wow. know that oh. will sporadically come in and volunteer when they have time. So yeah, you got some diehards in there. We yeah, that's do. quite an allegiance. We do. Yeah, we've and you know a lot of our friends have started distilleries and and around here actually. So oh, that's um, very cool. Very close knit family. 
as everything is pushing further out that direction of Houston, I mean, it, it's great that uh, you guys can build that sort of network and hub, even as more of those neighborhoods go in around you, yes. they'll still be attracted. That's, that's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Katie's just been exploding and then you've got Fulcher and Richmond and Rosenberg and all of that out here is, um, I mean, Fulcher is supposed to be huge in a couple of years. So um, we're getting a lot of those people out here, but we're also getting people from Houston um, mm-hmm. just keep reminding people it's not that far from Houston. It's just right. get on I-10 and just go a little bit. <laughs> just right. a little bit. Well, we're, we're definitely going to come visit and we're in College Station, right? And yeah. so people around here talk about how it's just a matter of time before we're not much more than a suburb of Houston anyway. So. Yeah, we just call that a commute. Yeah. That's right. That's it's not a that. small commute. <laughs> So you talked about earlier, you talked about uh, a number of branding activities and doing a rebrand after a rebrand. Uh, can you share any of those stories? Like what what did you learn in that process? Was, was there uh, obvious success and was there, oh, this is not working? Yeah. Uh, yeah were, how did that was it, go? Was there, were there pain points? Talk, talk us through that. Yeah. So um, we rebranded it a couple of times. Um, so obviously we were in, in bottles. Um and we, you know, our logo has been re- redone recently. I'll talk about that in a minute. But with the can, switching to cans, I think we were kind of behind the curve on rebranding. Okay. I'll, I'll have mm. to say that because um, we knew we needed to switch to cans and we knew we needed to come out with something new and vibrant and, um, and bright and, um, and fairly, I don't want to say plain, but um, not too busy in, in our in Simple, our, right, yeah. Okay. Um, and, but we just, you know, canning lines are expensive and making the switch is very expensive. So, um, we, we found it was very costly to do that change. And we did that change, um, early last year, I believe it was, but that was also when we were going through a distributor change. Um, we actually switched from favorite brands to silver Eagle, um, which is the biggest distributor, um, in the area. So, um, there was a lot going on, but so we found it was very expensive, but we found it was needed. Um, and we've mm. noticed sales increase since we've made that change. Um, oh, good. We just wanted everything a lot cleaner, um, a lot crisper, mm. a lot brighter. And, um, and also cans are also better for the beer and you can fit more on the shelf. So the, the actual, the yeah. grocery stores like it better. Um, and then, yeah, as makes for sense. Our, yeah, as for our late, our logo, um, I don't know if you remember our logo in the past, it had a lot of like, barley and everything with it um it was it was very busy um we liked it and it worked really well for a while but we, we we needed something a little cleaner a little easier um and so we went with our our, our logo that's it's a very simple big yeah. nl with no label underneath it in katie texas yeah kept the we're trying to stay close to the fonts that we usually use i think that's really important um mm-hmm. but um just you know, just trying to keep everything as consistent as possible. We have an assets page that we always pull from and we always send to our, um, to anybody that is needing our logos. So, yeah. Anybody who touches your brand, it needs to be consistent. That's, very consistent. That's, that's very important. Yes. To us. Absolutely. So, um, you said you've got this crazy devoted, um, local clientele, but talk to us about the culture that you guys have created uh, in-house. You know, it's a husband and wife founded co-owners. So, you know, what does it feel that kind of tight and family? Very much. Um, We even from from the start, we wanted it to be where people could come and hang out, kind of feel like they're sitting in their backyard with a bunch of friends, drinking a beer, eating a hot dog, you know, just 
listening to music and letting their kids run around and maybe having their dog out there hanging as well. So um, we very much created that atmosphere. Um, Saturdays are, especially our Saturdays are our busiest day. Um, and people come out, bring their own chairs and they kind of just set up shop and just hang <laughs> out all day and, and, That's uh, great. and listen to music. And, um, you know, we've got all kinds of things going on. We, we like to bring in vendors and we try to support um, some of the local businesses as well. And they'll have them come in. Um, and then we also like to do uh, fundraisers. So, you know, sometimes you'll see a Boy Scout team selling something or, you know, just nothing too in your face, uh, aggressive, but just, you know, trying to support some of the, the local groups out here as well. It's got a, a tailgate vibe without yeah. the sports. Exactly. Well, and you know, there's always uh, some games going on because we have TVs inside, so there's always sports. So oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. cuz there's I know a lot of people are not going to be pulled away from those screens uh, when it's game day. Oh, yeah, we get phone calls. It's like, are you going to play the, you know, <laughs> game? Yes, we will. <laughs> yes. That's great. Well, uh, tell us what is next. What's next for No Label Brewing Company? Um, you know, we're right now we're just again like I was saying we're going to really focus highly on our tap room. Um, we're going to conti- continue. We've got a great sales team. We're going to continue uh, pushing out in the market, but um, kind of coming up with some new events for the coming this year and next year. Um, bringing people in that may not necessarily come out here. Something that might strike yeah. their interest. Um, I've got a couple of things up my sleeve that I'm working on. So, um, but yeah, uh, we've continued to do some fun events and, and, and the beer, you know, continue to making great beer. Um, we've got an Oktoberfest that will be coming out this year. That's new. So, um, we'd love to do that's some more. Yeah. That was, that was my next question is what's, what's next. Uh, what new beers, what new flavor are we going to tackle next yeah so um right now is our passion for humanity which is our sour that i love okay. um, but it's almost all gone on the market right now it did really really well um right. and we'll do our mojito line which is going to be our summer seasonal it's very light um uh you know obviously some lime to it um a little salt and then yeah. we'll dive into our Oktoberfest which will be, they always want our Oktoberfest earlier than actual October. So you'll probably see. Yes, they do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And, you know, we're looking forward to that. That was something our guys did um, last year, but not in cans. So we're looking forward to actually bringing it to the shelves this year. And then we'll round out the year with our L to M milk stout that we usually do. Um, But throughout that, we'll have a couple of one-offs that we'll do, but they won't be make the cans. They will, um, they'll be for draft for, you know, some accounts out there. That's great. That's so cool. Well, man, we are so excited for you. And and honestly, thank you so much for being on today. Yeah. It's been pretty wonderful. Absolutely. We appreciate it. Thank you. We're going to have to come out. Awesome. Come out to Katie. Yeah. Yes, come out. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Let me know when you're out. We're, um, we're open um, five days a week, uh, seven days a week. So just come out. That's fantastic. Wonderful. Well, thank you so, so much. much. All right. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye. 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 So the big takeaway from this interview, as far as we're concerned, is this. Build a community, build into the people around you, and give them a great experience. Oh, and make a delicious product that keeps people coming back. See, it's really not complicated, but it sure is hard to execute faithfully day after day. So way to go, no label brewer. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Brand Manual Podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. We'd be super grateful if you shared 
You can find the other episodes on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We'll see you next time on the Brand Manual Podcast.